0: Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, your host, and today we have a special guest I met a few days ago, maybe one week ago, Sabrina Victoria. Thank you for being here today.
1: Thank you for the invite.
0: Absolutely. So, Sabrina, can you please introduce yourself, starting with where you are at now? and continuing with an overview of your life with an emphasis on the kind of abuse you overcame in your life.
1: Yeah, 100%. So right now I run a community called Her Nation. I work with female entrepreneurs to help them find their voice and their power in the essence of business and money and everything that goes along with that. Um, a little bit about me. I uh, I like to go way back. I was actually raised as a Jehovah's Witness. Uh, it's a very strict religion. And uh, everything was fine until I became boy crazy. Uh, right around 20 years old, I ended up uh, becoming pregnant. I did not have a husband. And because of that sin... I was cast out and I was what's called disfellowship. So I lost communication with my entire family, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, and everybody that I had ever known, all the best friends, all of the uh, community that I had known my entire life um, just cut me off. One thing to know about Jehovah's Witnesses is Jehovah's Witnesses only hang out with Jehovah's Witnesses. So I had no friends at school. I had no after-school sports. There was nobody at my job that I worked with that I hung out with. I only hung out with Jehovah's Witnesses. So my entire life changed, pivoted. And I was thrown out. I uh, led the stereotypical single mom, broke life of literally no money, like the type of no money where you're digging in your couch cushions for 25 cents to put gas in your car because you're negative $134 in your bank account. A car getting repoed out of the parking lot, eviction notices on my apartment door, crying in my bathroom every single night, um, just from despair, trying to take care of this baby. And, um, I was praying for financial support and within, I don't know, a year, year and a half or so, I met a man. This man had money, so I thought he was given to me by God, and so I ignored all the red flags. And girl, when I say there was red flags, there was red flags stapled all over his body. Like I was so aware of the red flags, but I thought that this was like a gift given to me. So I ignored all the red flags and I fell into all the tricks. He gave me all of these gifts. The gifts were, you know, you can't afford to live at your house anyway, so come live with me. You don't have to pay rent. It's a gift. Your job sucks anyways. Come work for me. We'll build an empire together. It's a gift. He was paying me $250 a week. I was working 14 to 16 hours a day. And with my $200 a week, that was paying for all the groceries, the childcare, my insurance, my car, my phone. Needless to say, I'm broke still, but at least I have a roof over my my head and uh, couldn't afford my phone eventually. I'm living off a credit card. So instead of paying me more money, he's like, let me just take over your phone, put it on my bill, right? A gift. Couldn't pay for my car eventually. So he's like, don't worry about that. You know, we'll get you a car, a gift And before you know, I turn it around. I turn around within a couple of years. I own nothing and I have nothing. I have my son and I have my clothes. Everything else is completely controlled and owned by him. And I realized the more control he had, the worse the abuse got. Now, I didn't know it was abuse, I had never heard of abuse. I knew that you weren't supposed to get hit, right? I knew you're not supposed to be walking around with black eyes, but this guy never hit me. So one day I'm on the floor eight years into this relationship. I'm on the floor in the bathroom. So confused. I'm in the fetal position. I am absolutely miserable from the outside. It looks like I have the picture perfect life, big house, Nice car, money, a dog. And I'm absolutely miserable. And I'm so confused. I'm like, why am I so miserable? And why is my boyfriend so freaking mean all the time? So I'm in the fetal position. I'm on the floor. I'm in the dark. I'm crying and I'm screaming at the same time. Like death is coming out of me. And I Google, I took out my phone. I always say, Google saved my life. I Google through my tears. Why is my boyfriend bullying me? I will never forget this day. I'm literally like crouched down. Why is my boyfriend bullying me? I can't see. It's so bright in my eyes. Google told me about narcissism. Google told me that I was being mentally, emotionally, sexually, and financially abused. And I'm telling you, within a minute to two minutes of me just scrolling and clicking on things, I went from a victim, broken, dark, powerless, to a whole shift in perspective, all from educating myself on something that I didn't know that I didn't know. And that's the key. And this is why I love podcasts like this, because there are so many things that are going on in our life with all kinds of things, our health, our relationships, our business, our career, our money. Because we just have a block in one area of our life that we don't know about. So literally within that moment, for real, within that moment, my entire mind shifted. And within a very short time, a few months, I opened up a secret bank account and I started researching online businesses. It took me a few years, but over the course of that time, I was able to collect $50,000 dollars. And I literally just ran away one day. I took my clothes, my son, and my bicycle. I left everything. We had five houses paid in full. We had 12 cars paid in full. We were making a million a year. We had zero debt. And I assisted in the building of that over that decade, over a decade. And I left with only my son, my clothes, and my bicycle. I started with a mattress on the floor. And I've been building businesses ever since. I've been telling my story ever since. I've been inspiring people ever since. And really helping women see the value and the inspiration of the struggles and the challenges that they've been through in their life.
0: This is quite a story. Mm. This is quite a story being inspired to google why is my boyfriend bullying me Mm. that is pretty amazing you see google saved your life actually god saved your life because god prompted you to ask that question to the biggest search engine Uh on the planet at that time, allowing the wisdom of the crowd to answer you. Mm. And narcissistic abuse is real abuse. Mm. The result on the victims is staggering. Mm. Some victims end up dying. Not in the hands of them, but by despair. And you actually grabbed one glimpse of hope. Maybe I can understand why he saw so me. Maybe I can understand why he's bullying me. Maybe there is a reason for that. And by the way, what is narcissistic abuse? And this is the first time you heard about that, from what I understand your story.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know. <laughs>
0: And building $50,000 out of his knowledge and -hmm. understanding Mm -hmm. just by yourself, probably just from your phone, right? Mm -hmm. So a couple of questions here. What business did you build while you were with him online?
1: Yeah. Um, The very first one that I did, which I always recommend, to anybody who is having financial issues, even if you're not trying to escape somewhere, but you just need money, the easiest one is eBay. Um, I had a son, you know, obviously he's growing out of his clothes. The first things that I sold on eBay were my son's items clothes, shirts, toys, books, um, and started to create income from that. I eventually started selling my clothes, my shoes, my jewelry. Um, from there i started um, offer up which is very similar but it's in person and i also started um, re uh, reselling from thrift stores so going thrifting sometimes dazzling up you know jackets dresses shoes and then reselling those on offer on ebay or offer up And then the last thing I did is I started an online business. My very first, you know, online business coaching was uh, in health and wellness. So I started a company called Pure Aspirations, aspiring to be pure. I was a vegan at that time. I am no longer. But I sold recipes and exercises. I did workbooks, pamphlets, um, recipe workbooks on how to eat healthy and how to get more greens and more fruits into your diet. And yeah, a combination between all three of those over the course of uh, you know a few years uh, granted me that 50 grand.
0: And all of that without him noticing it? That's part of the
1: story. So I love that you're asking this because so many times we hear somebody say something and it's not going that way for us it's like oh all you have to do is just do this just open up this business just start doing this just and you're looking at your own life and you're like dude we got hurdles we got asteroids coming all at us so yeah it was not that easy it was not that easy Um, when i had collected a year or so in i don't know i had collected six grand it was a secret bank account i had never had so much money in my entire life literally in my entire life had i ever had six thousand dollars saved up and i felt like a millionaire like for real like i'm looking at this money i'm like oh my gosh i am brilliant <laughs> i am so rich and i was with somebody that was constantly telling me that i was dumb stupid um you know i'm uneducated i don't have a college education and constantly just putting me down You couldn't do this without me. The only reason we're as successful as we are is because I started the business to begin with. And so finally I had proof, like I do have skills. I can do something. I can make money. I can sell. Um, I can create income. And I wanted to secretly tell him. So one day I'm in the kitchen. I open up my laptop and I say six grand in my bank account. And he's coming up the stairs behind me. I hear him. And there's just a part of me, it was like me struggling with my ego. I wanted him to see, like I wanted him to see that I was capable. But on the other hand, I knew he couldn't see it. So unfortunately, my ego was a little more apparent that day. And I kept my screen open for like one second too long. Right as he was coming up behind me, I closed it. And I heard him way back there. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. And he saw it. He saw the $6,000. He picked up my computer. He threw it across the room. It didn't break. And he raged for like three hours about how ungrateful, unloyal, cheater, thief I was. He thought I was skimming because he didn't know I was doing any of this. So that $250 a week that he was giving me, which I could barely live on, he thought I was skimming somehow. Like a hundred dollars a week and shoving it in a bank account. So he's like, How dare you? You know, you're paying for not even though I'm working 14 to 16 hours a day. Apparently that counted for nothing. He's like, How dare you have this money saved up? You're not paying any bills, you're not paying any rent. How dare you have any money saved up? And it was a, a real awakening for me because I think when we're in our in these relationships, so many times. We're not quite sure. We're like, I don't know if he's purposely being abusive. I don't know if he knows what he's doing. You know, maybe he's, I don't know, because there are moments of goodness. This is why we stay, you know, they love bombing like crazy all over the place. So There was always this like, maybe he doesn't know that he's being mean. Like maybe he doesn't realize how mean he is. You know, I'm like giving him excuses all the time. But that day when I saw the rage and the hours in him wanting me poor. And he told me that day, he's like, I'm no longer paying you your $250 a week. He he stopped paying me. He stopped paying me for six months he just cut off my money stop paying me a check so i had to start using that 6 grand so when all that happened i was like dude i was on overdrive i'm like this is real this is not fake this guy is legitimately trying to keep me broke on purpose to keep me here and yeah so had to do, had to start all over again from scratch because bills you know, we're still coming through. So I had to start using that $6,000. I couldn't save anymore. I had to use it, but I am still making money. I am still running my businesses, but imagine the toll mentally, right? Like that extra $250 for the actual work that I was doing for him was just for nothing. Now I was just basically, not basically, I was working for free. And then I lost my money a second time. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, another year or so, I saved $15,000. I was so happy. I was like, yes, we're on. I call my son's father, who was not paying me child support, ever, one time. And I say, hey, listen, it's bad here. I'm getting out. I just wanted to let you know, because I haven't been on my own. I'm super freaking scared. And I just need to know that like, you'll be there. If I need something extra, if I need you to watch our son, you know, I need to get a job because this guy owned my whole life. I had nothing. I had no job. I had no house. I had no car, nothing. Like when I left, I left everything The even my income. Right. Um, So I told him. A week later, he calls me up, my son's father, and he goes, hey, I wanna take our son on a camping trip. I'm like, okay, yeah, you can take him on a camping trip. That's great. He takes him on a camping trip. Long story short, he never gave him back. Just stole him. So I had to get a lawyer and I'd fight. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, I of not I'm going through all this stuff in my personal life now. I'm fighting for full custody of my son, which I've had a no fucking time. And lawyers are expensive, $350 an hour. So a year, I don't know, of in and out of mediation, lawyers, all this stuff, $18,000 later. So I had saved 15 grand. I paid my lawyer 18. I'm now $3,000 in credit card debt cause I basically died during that time. I mean, anybody who's been through the legal system, it's heavy. First time going through, it's so heavy. Like you, you can't even function as a human. Um, and you're, and I'm dealing with my son. Right. And so everything worked out in my favor and I started getting child support, which was nice. Um, got my son back, everything's fine, but lost all my money again. So this is the whole thing. It's like, the universe or however you want to put it, there's challenges, there's issues, there's points where you're breaking. I was in my car the day that I was done with my lawyer. He handed me a document, 18 pages long, right? A thousand dollars per page explaining all the rules for the child custody. And I'm sitting in my car and I'm, I'm like all movie crying in my car, just hitting the steering wheel and just breaking, just like This is not working. (laughs) I'm doing all the things. I'm showing up. I'm hustling. I'm working hard. I'm optimistic. I'm loving. I'm taking care of my health. I'm taking care of my business. I'm taking care of my son at 100%. I'm getting three hours of sleep a day. Like, what the heck? I can't possibly do anymore. I am literally breaking. The universe obviously wants me to stay in this shitty place the shitty um position. And I even thought to myself this is my punishment. God is punishing me because I sinned, because I left the church. All the things, all the things are coming up for me. And that day I had to make a decision in my car. I will never forget there was a tree right here. We had the big lawyer's building in front of me. It was gray, it was gorgeous. And I'm in my car and I'm crying. And I made a decision that day that I would continue to try to escape until. The key word being until. And this is where people misstep. Is they try, but it doesn't work. And then they try, and then it doesn't work. You have to try
0: until. That is a very interesting uh, position. When I hear try,
1: Mm. I hear
0: I allow failure to happen.
1: Mm. I
0: allow myself to miss the target.
1: Mm.
0: When you change to until and you put something that is stopping the, the trying and you jump straight into you know what? I have left narcissistic abuse. Whoa. (laughs) I have left that abusive and toxic situation. Mm. And you start to pronounce that in your mind and that must collapse into reality and that must drive you insane to stay And healthy to live. Mm. Wow. Amazing. So next step. You left. When and how?
1: Yeah. I had to do it again. I had to save again. Start all over again. And uh, this time, you know, working as hard as I can. Plus now I'm getting child support for the first time in my entire life. And, uh, yeah, was able to, uh, was able to escape. I, I left within a year or so and, uh, started all over again. I was right working my, uh, my business I had built. I was doing eBay. I was flipping on offer up and I was um, working a job. I worked a job for about a year, two years or so, and then uh, quit my job and then just went all in on my business, you know, my coaching business that I now have. And it's been a whirlwind. Um, You know, I think the most prevalent thing is just my story. I continue to add to my story, continue to use my story. And it's not just that, you know, there's, there's so many You know, stories that we all have. You know, a lot of us have stories of narcissistic abuse, um, but that's not the only thing we've all overcome. You know, so many of us have overcome so many other things in our life. So, really, you know, sitting down at certain points during my journey and really recognizing myself for all the challenges. That I've been through, and the fact that I have been able to overcome them has really gotten me to the point of having so much confidence, and really being able to step into fear with so much more courage than I ever had before. And you know, that's the key. The key is to turn your your uh, story, you know, the darkness into the lessons. You know, what have you learned? What did you learn from all of this? And what can you teach? from
0: it. You are touching key essential element in your questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Sabrina, I'm so grateful you come on this show to Mm -hmm. share your story. I remember having seen that you too have a show. What is it about? What is its name?
1: Yeah, uh, the name of my uh, show is called Her Talk Show. It's based on one question. The question is, what do you know that you wish more people knew? And the reason I really hone in on this is because of that pivot that day when I was Googling um, and so many other times when I came into the realization of, of different ways of doing things, different ways of communicating, different ways of being, and really recognizing that I think so many people don't recognize You know, we think high school or college, and then that's it. There's no more learning. You're like, good. And that is like not the case. (laughs) There's so many things that we don't know. And the idea is there are so many things that each of us know. So what is it that you know that you can help me with? And I believe that we're all teachers and I believe that we're all students so i can teach you something and you can teach me something and the more that we're continuously sharing those teachings we all grow simultaneously step by step it's a really beautiful thing
0: if you would ask me that question Hmm. i would go with an answer alongside you know when you are living in domestic abuse of any sort, narcissistic abuse included, but not limited to that, you feel and you discover that you can never live for good during a fight. Mm. However, there are many instances when you physically leave home to go grocery shopping, to go to the doctor, to go to the post office, to go to to whatever, to go to childcare, to go walk the dog. How about you do not go back home? Mm. How about you stay outside and you change the course of your life right there, right then?
1: Mm.
0: How about you go walk the dog while your abuser, whoever that is, is not at home and that actually allows you to prepare a plan and to have somewhere to go. Have a girlfriend, a boyfriend, someone, a shelter, police, something, even the hospital, to have somewhere to be so that you can actually not have to go home without absolute protection and support and security to pick up your Mm -hmm. stuff. If you consider picking up your stuff important, because at the end of the day, picking yourself up away from the abuse is the most important step alongside your pets and your children. Yeah. If you can, sometimes you cannot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: I totally agree. hundred percent. You know, I had that big struggle too. You know, I was leaving this lifestyle of luxury, like for real. Yeah. And that was a big, Block for me as far as my son and the perceived life and my perceived life. You know, I had to come to terms with certain luxuries that I have become accustomed to no longer being in my life anymore. You know, it was a real humbling for me. And do I want to be humbled or do I like this lifestyle? That was a struggle for me. Like, honestly, it sounds weird. But then I always remember, like, when I definitively made the decision to actually leave. Um, that's how bad it was. Like, if you saw where I was, how I was living and what I went to, that's how bad it was. You know, it's like, it was so bad. It was so bad. Like, nothing was worth my mental and emotional sanity. I was dying, literally dying every single day. It was torturous, you know? So many times we run around thinking like, oh, if I just had a million dollars, if I just had, you know, your That'd mental so emotional Yeah, so much more. So much more. And I can't even tell you the like feeling of living in my little place on my floor of my bedroom with nothing, not even hangers, and just being like, this is so nice. This is so nice. It was so calm, it was so relaxing. And there was times where I would sit and I would be like, "I don't even know what to do." because I was so used to having to do everything all the time. Like even when you sweep, you like resweep. You know, even if you dust, you like redust, because he, not all of them are like this, but he would o- would always find the one thing, right? The one dog hair, the one speck, the one little scratch, the one fingerprint that I missed. So I was literally working all day at my job and then all day cleaning and then all day working out, trying to like keep a trophy wife body. I was always doing, always doing. I never rested. And until I was in my place by myself, I was like, oh my God, it, this feels so good just to relax. Relax and not have to worry about anyone yelling at me. Yeah, you don't even realize.
0: Mm, I got the exact same experience. And the instant I left 15 years of domestic violence and I was walking alone in the middle of the night in the street. And I was just, I forgot to cry for a moment. And I realized Hold on a second. There is no more emotional pain. I am not being yelled at. I am not being put down. Wow. Yeah. Is that what it feels like in normal life? Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. That is a revelation of a lifetime.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's so crazy.
0: Wow feels good. Sabrina, you enlightened us today. Thank mm-hmm. you for having come and thank you for sharing your story. Truly inspiring, encouraging, giving us hope, guiding light. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Thank you We're, for having me. Absolutely. Uh, we we have a website for you. What is it?
1: Yeah, my name is sabrinavictoria.com and that has all of my things. It has my social media. It has the communities that I run, the businesses that I run. So, um, you know, anything that you're curious about, my bios, my pics, um, go ahead and uh, hang out over there. And I, I predominantly hang out on Facebook and LinkedIn. So, if you are looking to connect with me, uh, drop into my DMs on either Facebook and LinkedIn. Those are the ones that I hang out the
0: most in essential information. Thank you so, so much. I bless you. I thank you. And looking forward to continuing this conversation. Thank Thank you you so, so much.